0: We're doing midrashim on David Hamelech, and we're going to start. This is the last week that we're doing David Hamelech, and we're starting this time with a Gemara in Mayot Daftes on Amid base. The Gemara there says, which is actually an amazing Gemara because it discusses the relationship between David and Shoal, which is very controversial. The Gemara in Mayot Daf Daftes begins Zutra Bartuvia have a pasik Sidra. Pasek Sidra Rashi translates Limit parshias He was teaching Parshius. He was teaching Tanakh Kamei Before Rav Yehuda, he was giving a Nachshir. He came to this Pasek in Nach. It says, v'eiled divrei David These are the last words of David. This is the last prophecy of David. Omar so he asks you say this is the last prophecy of david the last one does that mean there are earlier ones what are the what is the first prophecy as rashi explains the only place where we find david gives word giving words of prophecy is in this Pasuk. The divre loshinavor, it's prophecy. There's only one place in Tanakh which we find prophecy of David. May what is the previous prophecy? So he says it says, David spoke to Hashem. As divre hashirah is the words of this Shiro, This is a Shiro which you find. Both in Tehillim chapter 18. And in Shmuel Beis chapter 23, so David spoke the words of this song the day that Hashem saved him from all his enemies, and specifically, David rejoiced that Hashem saved him from Shoal. David thought he's doing the right thing, Shoal was endangering him, and Baruch Hashem, he overcame Shoal, and it's a big victory. Are you singing a song? You're singing over the downfall of Shoal? How could you sing over Shoal's downfall? If you would have been Shoal. And Rashi says, If you would have been born in his back Hello? Are you able to hear? Hello? Did somebody want to say something? Are we able to hear me? I can hear you. You hear me. Okay, good. So then I'm going to continue. Yossi, is it clear? Is the voice coming through clear? Yeah. Good. Okay, so he goes on and I'm going to maybe mute everyone and maybe it'll be easier to hear. So he goes on to say, David is singing a song that Hashem gave him a victory over Shoal. So Hashem says, David, how are you singing over Shoal's downfall? If you were Shoal, if you would have been born in his mazal, if he would have been born in your mazel. I would have destroyed many Davids before him. And as Rashi says, in many ways, Shaul is a greater tzaddik than you. How can you sing and rejoice over the downfall of Shaul if in some ways Shaul is a greater tzaddik than you? And suddenly David realizes, I made a terrible mistake. I thought it was appropriate to sing because I was in danger and my life was saved. But here Hashem says that I'm very wrong for singing a song over Shul's downfall. This is why it says a Pusach. It's in Tehillim chapter 7. It says, David made a mistake. As Rashi says, it was a mistake that David did. It was a mistake that David did. David sang to over the downfall of Kush ben Yamini. Kush ben Yamini refers to King Shaol. Now, why do we call him Kush ben Yamini? Ben Yamini is from Shevet Binyamin. But why do we call him Kush? Is his name Kush? Kush is Ethiopian. His name is Sho. An Ethiopian's skin is very clearly marked. It's a bl- Ethiopians tend to be black and their skin is different. Similarly, just like when you look at an Ethiopian, you can easily identify him from his black skin. Similarly, Sho can easily be identified because his deeds were incomparable to all other human beings of that generation. As Rashi says, Shaul is outside the Gomor, and therefore, Hashem has a complaint to David. David, how dare you sing over Shaul's downfall? Now, all the commentary struggle here, what does this gemara mean? That David's uh, Shaul was born in this mazel, and David in this mazel. What is this all about? He says over here, first, we're going to do a marsha. Marsha says, If not that you are, that he's your Show and he's David, if you would have been shol, if you would have born in his mazl, if he would have born in your mazel, then the whole story would have been different. According to this, if we take it at face value, the reason David was chosen over shol is simply an issue of mazel." As one of the commentaries claims, and I can't remember which one offhand, that the main issue is that, show that David is from Shevet Yehuda and Shaul is from Shevet bin Yomun, and the kingdom was promised to Shevet Yehuda. The Marsha says This is a very difficult approach. To say that has to do with Mazal, which Mazal is something that comes from above, which is beyond our understanding, the on the We say in the end of chapter two of Masech the Shabbos, "Ein mazal There's no mazel for Jewish people. Now, what does it mean, "Ein mazal yisrael. There's no mazel for Jewish people. It doesn't mean there's no mazel at all because we do have a concept of mazel. Many people even have a custom that on Friday night they don't make kiddush between six six and seven or six twenty and seven twenty. Because of Mazel and many other things which we do connected to Mazel. But the meaning of Ein Mazel is, oh, is that anything that is destined because of Mazel, through good deeds, we can overcome every Mazel. So, this idea to translate this Gemara literally, that the reason Hashem chooses David over Shaul is simply an issue of Mazel, is very difficult. Then he goes on to say the Marshal Gam al Pirish Haranzeb, in the Ein Yaakov is printed a commentary of the Ran, and this is also very difficult. Um, I've been looking; We'd, I didn't have it online. I didn't find it online, the Ran, but I do have the Ein Yaakov at home, where he quotes over here in the Ein Yaakov that um, David was born in a certain mazel, and Shaul is born in a certain mazel. So it's not your Hasidus; it's not your righteousness. It's simply because of some reason that Hashem has chosen David over Shaul, which is a very difficult explanation, as he says. Now, and there's many other commentaries in the Inyaqev, but I copied here two commentaries, one from the Marsha and one from the Ben Yohayada, which they're both quite fascinating. He goes on here to say the Marsha says, Somebody who has help from Hashem, he doesn't even realize that he thinks he's succeeding because he's a brilliant guy. He's a good guy. He made good decisions. You know why you're succeeding? Because Hashem wanted you to succeed. And he says over here, Sho made one mistake. Which is, of course, the mistake of not killing Amoli. he lost his kingdom. David, Bishtaim, David made two mistakes. David made some more serious errors. The story of Vashheva, story of counting the But Velay also the kingdom didn't go away. Visham Pirashnu, over there. So, what is the reason? Shaw made one mistake and Hashem took away the kingdom. David made two mistakes and Hashem left, left him the kingdom. So, over there, the Marshaw explains. It says, Somebody comes to purify himself, they help him from heaven, which according to what he says, what does this mean? David made a decision that he is going to do Shuvah. David made some terrible mistakes, but David decided, I am going to do Shuvah on the mistake. He says, Hashem, I am prepared for any suffering. As we know that David over the story of Bathsheba lost four children in his lifetime. And David says, I'm prepared for any suffering. I want to confess and repent on my sins. From Hashem, blessed be he. David says, Hashem, please forgive me. So according to Marsha, what is the main reason that Hashem chose David over Sheol? David made bigger mistakes than Sheol, but David, when he made a mistake, we say, David says, I sinned, forgive me. As it says in Sefer Tehillim, we read every night when we read the Shema, we read Tehillim 51, which has a whole chapter about David coming, and he says, Please forgive me. On, as We're going to say further. David established the oil of teshuvah. David guided people that people see, look, David made terrible mistakes and he did teshuvah, and his teshuvah was fully accepted by Hashem. Hashem helped him. And actually, as I'm looking in the commentary here, there's a commentary here that says that the whole story of David and Bathsheba should never have happened to David. David was a great tzaddik, but Hashem gave him a terrible test, which he found very hard to resist. And why did Hashem give him according to the and the and such a terrible test? Because Hashem wanted David, who was going to do teshuva, who always accepted responsibility for what he did wrong, that David, by getting this difficult test, and yes, he failed, but then he did Teshuvah and then he cried and he repented. We say in the first chapter in Tanya, we quote in the Gemara, that David fasted so much till we have. David, after his terrible sin, destroyed his Yitzharah through fasting. And it says by David, David set up Teshuvah. And therefore, so Hashem helped him with the Tshuva. Unlike Sho, when he made mistakes, we don't find that he asked forgiveness. Shal didn't say, Hashem, please punish me. Hashem, I'm ready to accept any suffering. Just let me be forgiven. Shal didn't say that, David did. David says, Hashem, forgive me. Give me whatever punishments you want, but please cleanse my sin. So, according to the Marsha, why is Hashem selecting David over Shaul? This is what he's saying here. If you would have been Shaul, the issue is not that you did less sins. As far as sins, you were worse than Shaul. You did bigger sins than Shaul. But when Shaul did a sin, he did not do tshuva with all his whole heart. And his master Hashem didn't help him. David David, accepted that no matter what he did wrong, he would do tshuva. And his master Hashem helped him. And why Hashem selects David over Shaul? Not because David didn't make mistakes, not because Shaul made worse mistakes, but because David took on Teshuvah, asked Hashem for punishment, cried, repented to the greatest, fasted to repent to the greatest of his ability. Visayi and his master Hashem helped him. And if not of that, avadati, kama david If you didn't do the Teshuvah, I would have destroyed many davids, because v'ato He did as far as sins. If we wouldn't look at Teshuvah, then you're much worse than Shoal. Shoal was a bigger tzaddik than you. The only reason that you came out ahead of Shaul is because you did Teshuvah. That is the way the Marshall learns. Now we have the Ben Yehoi which is from the Ben Chai, who has a fascinating Kabbalistic approach to this. If not that you are Shaul and, he, and he's I would have destroyed many Davids, because Shaul is greater. The Arizal and the Sharhagil Gumim writes, he had a very special neshama. David's neshama was very special, but because David had such a great neshama, this neshama, which was the most special neshama that David ha had, was in the depth of klipa. And this was the beginning of its coming to the world. And this neshama on one hand was holy of holy, and on the other hand was evil of evil and had terrible traits. There is actually in Tehillim 51, when Do- David says, I was created in sin. So this David brings over there, that David says that my parents at my birth had negative thoughts, which caused me to be born with a bigger yitzhahada than the average person. And therefore, David claims that my yitzhahada that I started with, I started with a worse yitzhahada than 99% of people. And therefore, because I have such a crazy Yetzirah, says David, The negative desires that I have are not considered as much sin. like other people. Hashem knows the strength of my Yitzhah. David says, my Yitzhah was unreal. Because of the rubbish, the bad things that were stuck to me. David worked very hard with his good deeds. We learned last week how David never slept past midnight and he spent the whole night studying Torah and spent the night with Shirehs is with all David spent a whole life fighting this terrible Yetzirah. And David has more battle with the Yetzirah than the average person, says the Ben Yishai. Masha'en Kain as opposed to Nishma Shaul Amela, King Shaul, King Shaul did not have the same crazy Yetzirah that David had. Shaul did not have such a hold from Klipa. This is what we mean to say, the Chazal say, if you would be Shaul and he would be David, which means the only reason Hashem has a bit of tolerance for your Yitzhahotah, Hashem knows that He created you with a terrible Yitzhahotah. You should understand this very much. This is the end of his words. I in look over there in the Arizal. Now, according to the words of the Arizal, that why Hashem says, the only reason that on one hand, you have a crazy Yitzhah and you've had desires that he never had. But because I understand that I gave you such a crazy Yitzhah, that's why I'm going to be understanding of you. According to the Aliza, which is a Kabbalistic approach, we can now understand David's words in the Psukim that it says, these are the last words of David, which this goes on this union. David heard, according to the Medrash, David heard from Hashem that in many aspects Shaul is greater than him. Sham Hashem told him, If you would have been shown, he would have been David. I would have destroyed many David's. So from here, David understands that his situation and Shaul's situation are very different. Hashem created them with different pluses and different minuses. And Hashem judges each person according to the specific pluses and minuses with which he created that person. And Oz Haven, then David understands he has a very heavy job David has a crazy with a crazy job David has a terrible war with the Klippa David's home, the enemies the trials and tribulations we're having a sheer schedule for Shavu the trials and tribulations of David HaMelech David HaMelech's trials tribulations, the Klippa's his whole life, they're out to get him Came, because David spent a lifetime fighting these clippers, fighting this opposition. That's why David merited kingdom. One of the things that a king needs is a king needs to be able to understand somebody with a Yetzirah. If you have a king who's a tzaddik without a Yetzirah, he doesn't understand the other guys. Yetzirah. King Shal did not have the same inner battles that David had. He didn't have the same Yitzhah, he didn't have the same amazing Neshama. And that's why he says, Mashiach the anointed of Yaakov the one who sings for the Jewish people. David says, I merited Mashiach I merited to be anointed by the God of Yaakov. David was anointed with the Sheman Hamish Hasha wasn't. So from his anointment, David was given an amazing anointment to overcome the battle of this crazy Yetzahara, Bishvil Malachti, because of my work. Shani Israel. I am the singer of the Jewish people. Now, the singer of the Jewish people is not just music, the singer of the Jewish people is that David's Tehillim is the inner battle and inner turmoil of his life. And I have my whole life. David spends from, we learned last week, from midnight every night saying to heal him on the inner battle of his soul. The in the David is fighting against the Klipas. to prune, to cut out the negative forces. And yes, David has many temptations and many negative forces. I have an excuse. I even this thing when I said, I made a mistake that I said Shira I sang. I praised Hashem on I praised Hashem over the downfall of Sha. That was also not fully my fault. It wasn't my idea because Hashem diber me, Hashem is speaking through me. Hashem pushed me to say these words. His word is on my tongue, yes. On one hand, I have to realize that I'm wrong for having said it. Yet it was Hashem who put these words in my mouth. All these words, yes, they were wrong. But I was pushed by Hashem to say it. I was pushed by Hashem to say it in Ruach hakodesh. And yes, Shol is greater than me. Yes, I have a crazy Yitzhak. Yes, I have a very difficult battle. And now the... Uh, the Ben Ishchai, his sefer again is called um, uh, Ben Yehayada. The Ben Ishchai, his sefer is called Ben Yehayada. He says, now we will understand one of the most unusual gemaras. A gemara, I will tell you the truth. I knew of this gemara for many years, and I never wanted to do it in a public shir till I had this Ben Yehayada Ben Ishchai's explanation. He says over here that avigail when Abigail meets David, which of the, all the wives of David, Abigail is considered the greatest Sadekis. Abigail is one of the seven Neviahs. And when she, just, just to mention the context with which Abigail meets David, Abigail, who herself is a great Sadekis, She's also the mother of Kilov Donil, who we learned last week, who was the greatest Talmud of David's children. One of the four people who never did an Avera is her son, Kilov or Donil, the one who outdid Mephibaishas in Torah and Halacha. But anyway, so this Abigail is a great tzaddikist. And she says to Dover HaMelech, Ki Hashem My master fights the wars of Hashem. And you never did bad in your life. Now, this is a quite extreme word. Avigail says that you are fighting the wars of Hashem, and you never did bad in your life. The truth is, if you look in the Gemara Megillah, and I didn't copy it, I should have maybe, you find that Abigail knows very well that David did do bad. The Gemara and Megillah, just to go put the story in perspective with David with Abigail. Abigail is married to a fellow called Novel Carmel, a disgusting, terrible person who is actually from the family. He's from a descendant of Kalev Ben Yafuna, and he thinks he has big yichas and he's anti David. Anyway, she's this. David um, and his men help protect Novel Carmel's sheep, and then they ask him for some food. And Novela Carmelie wouldn't give them anything. And he was very nasty to them. And David decides that he was going to help Novela Carmelie a whole season. And he went with his men. They were going to attack Novela Carmelie. And Abigail meets him on the way. And Abigail tells him that uh, you don't have to fight Novel. Hashem is going to kill Novel himself. Novel is a, his name is Novel. He's a disgusting person. She's saying it about her own husband and he's going to die. But you shouldn't kill him because this shouldn't be your mistake. And she goes on to say that you fight the wars of Hashem, and no bad, you never did any bad. We find at the end of the story, Novel dies a few weeks later, and David ends up marrying Abigail. She is the, the first two wives that David marry are Achinayam Hay and Abigail, who had previously been Aishus, Novel, not Carmeli. Okay. Huh? Mm-hmm. Michal, Michal also, Michal. Okay, those are the first three that he married. In any case. So But Michal, he married and by now had gotten divorced from, or had separated from. At this point he was only married to Abigail and Ahinoah, in any case. So Abigail seems to say that David never did an Aveira. If you look at the Gemara in Megillah and you see the meeting of David and Abigail, it seems that it's not so kosher at all. The Gemara in Megillah says That Avigail knows that David is coming with his men to kill Novel and to kill the household. And she is riding on a donkey in the mountain. And she comes to David and she says, David, I have a halach. She finds David and she says, David, I came to ask you a shaila of. And I have some domim, some ksomim, and I want to ask you if they're tome or not. So David says, why are you showing me some? in the middle of the night. You have to wait till day. So she says, what do you mean you have to wait till day? You're about to kill Novo in the middle of the night. Are you allowed to be done din in the fascist? If you can judge matters of life and death in the middle of the night, then you can paskin a kesim in the middle of the night. If you can't paskin in in the middle of the night, then you can't do din in the fascist in the middle of the night. So David says, what do you mean? He's a mighty He rebelled against the king, and we don't have to judge him. So she says, you don't have a status of the king yet. Shawl still alive and you don't have, they're not using your coins yet. Anyway, David blesses her. And he says, you save me, me boy, you save me from blood. So the Gemara says, domim, tarti mashma. So you save me from blood. You save me from killing Novel. I was going to kill Novel. And Abigail says, you don't need to kill Novel. Hashem is going to cause him to die. And I think he died 10 days later or something. And David eventually marries Abigail. Very good. But what's domim? So the Gemara here says, and this is a very difficult Gemara. The Gemara says that Abigail she uncovered her sheik, which is a part of her leg. And David went three parsa, and looking from the beauty of her leg. And he says to her, have a relationship with me. And she tells him, this should not cause you stumble. And Abigail convinces David that no, we should not have any relationship. She says, Noble's gonna die and we can get married and it'll be wonderful, but let's not meet in a sinful way. And she says, This won't be a stumble, but a later you will have a stumble, which was the story of Masha'ala. Okay, now, what's unusual about this is if, Avi, if he asked Avigail for a relation, for marital relations, then why is Avigail saying, Let's just go back to what we just said here? that Abigail says, (laughs) that you're fighting the wars of Hashem. Okay, that's true. David is fighting the wars of Hashem. But Abigail says, (laughs) you never did anything bad in your whole life. He just asked a married woman, and you say he never did anything bad in his life. That's pretty bad. So he says over here, so that, the Ben gives an amazing explanation, which the first time I ever, I have some understanding of this Gemara. He says, Because you have a war with Hashem, your nefesh. On one hand, David has a very holy neshama. On the other hand, he has a crazier than the average person. And you have a tremendous war, which other people don't have therefore there is no bad bad is not found and not that bad is not found not that you haven't done anything wrong i'm not suggesting that what you did is right no what you did is wrong But yes you stumbled yes you were wrong but hashem will not consider this a sin this thing that you made this request which was terribly wrong And I said, no, and you accepted that it was fully wrong. Hashem will not hold it against you. Why would Hashem not hold it against you? So he says, not that it was right. No, it's wrong. But it won't be held against you. (laughs) Hashem knows the extreme battle, inner battle that you have. Which I find this is an amazing thing. So according to this, according to this, which gives us, a better understanding of the story of david and Abigail, that david that hashem is that david is chosen over shoa because david is battling and winning a battle over a crazy Yetzirah. and it's because david has this battle over this crazy Yetzirah, that's why he's able to be a king and that's why he's able to inspire other people to do teshuva and that's why he's able to deal with all sorts of difficult situations And therefore, he shouldn't be saying a shira over the downfall of Sheol, because Sheol is in a different situation to him. We're in the middle of this Gemara in Mayed Khatan. The Gemara in Mayed Khatan, which we just did, was speaking about how David said shira on Divrei Kush Ben-Yemini, on the death of Sheol, who's known as Kush Ben-Yemini. Now he says (laughs) similar to this we have there's a passage so, so far we said that Shaul is called Cushy. why is the kush why is he called kush because he was at sadiq gomor so similar we have um, i'm just going to mute because there's some people with noise uh, similarly we have by Rabbeinu when miriam and aaron spoke against for the Ethiopian, the Kushi woman that he married. Now, did Meisha marry a Kushi? Meisha was married to Tzipaito. Vikikushis Shma is the name of Meisha's wife, Kushi's. How did Shmo? wife was Tzipaito, she's not a Kushi. And Kushi Mishuna just like a Kushi in Ethiopian, has this really dark black skin that can easily be identified. Similarly, Tzipaito was Mishuna Be'masel. Zipporah was an amazing tzaddikus, and Moshe was married to Zipporah, who was an amazing tzaddikus. So again, we have by Baal being called a kushi because he's such a great tzaddik. We have Zipporah, the wife of Moshe, being called Anisha isha kushis because she was such a great tzaddikus. Which that's why Aaron and Miriam said that here Moshe separated from somebody like Zipporah when she's the greatest tzaddikus. Similar to that, we have by Yishma eved melech hakushi. There's the story with Yermiyo and Evid Melech Hakushi heard that Yermiyo is in jail. Who's the Evid Melech Hakushi? So he's talking about Baruch Ben Neri. And the Melech Hakushi is Sitki Now Sitki is a Melech Hakushi. He's an Ethiopian king. Sidkiyo is the son of Yeshiyo from Malchus Meizdav, he's a Jewish king. He's not a Kushi. He's not black. His name was Tzitkiyah. Elamah Kushi Mishunaba, Just like a Kushi in Ethiopian has black skin, which is easily identified. Similar, Tzitkiyah Mishunaba Be'Maisah. So we have so far three people called Kushi because they are great tzaddikim. We have Shaul HaMelech, and then we have Tzipoira, the wife of Meshe, and then we have the HaKushi, is Tzitkiyah, Baruch Ben is Evid Melech HaKushi a That begins. You Jewish people are like Kushim, like Ethiopians. Jewish people are all black. Black is beautiful. Black lives. What is the Jewish people all black? What's going on? Are Jewish people all black? I don't think so. The nation of the Jewish people is not called Kush. It's called Yisrael. Just like a Kushi, his skin is dark. The skin of a kushi can be identified from all other races. Similarly, Israel, you look at a Jew, you'll see that his deeds are way different to all the other nations. What does the pasuk mean? So he says, so he says it's David ben that he set up the yoke of teshuva, which is Shehu Shov Tehillah. David did teshuva first. V'noasan Hashem gave David this crazy Yitzhahodah. And David spent his whole life doing teshuva over the story of Bathsheba, which was it wasn't even a sin of issue We have to have a whole discussion on its own exactly what was the sin with Bathsheba. But whatever it was, David did teshuva his whole life over it. And David gives away, gives guidance to people to do Teshuvah. People look at how David did Teshuvah and it inspires others to do Teshuvah. As we say in such a thing, the story of David should never have happened. David should never have gotten such a temptation, but why does Hashem give it to him? that if there's a yachid, if there's an individual person sins and a person thinks, oh, hey, did I mess up my life? What chance do I have? We say, David. go by David. David had a bigger mess than you and look. Hashem forgave him. Af'ata b'tshuva. You do teshuva. Yes, you think you're a big mess, but do Teshuvah and Hashem will forgive you. Then we have a Pasuk, still the Gemara Mayat, caught in the same Gemara. The names of the Gibayrim, David's top warriors. Now, the simple pshat of these psukim are that these are a number of names of warriors, but the Gemarin Ma'ed Katan explains each of these strengths is referring to David HaMelech himself. What does all this mean? So says says, so unlike the simple pshat that one of David's warriors is called Yeshiv b'sheves maini, the Gemara in Mayat says that we're talking about David himself and David's amazing strength. When David sat in yeshiva and learned, David spent many hours a day studying Torah and yeshiva. He didn't sit on pillows. David was the king, but he wouldn't sit on pillows. Karka. David is learning Torah. He sat on the ground. The David's teacher, David would go, he was the king, but he would go every day to the shear by Hayo Hayauiri. And if Hayo Hayahidi was alive, Master Lord Algabe Hayo Iri would sit on pillows on a fancy seat. And David would sit on the ground, even though he's the king. Kinach <inaudible> Nafshei, when Ira <inaudible> died, and David becomes, besides the king, now he becomes the Rosh yeshiva, he becomes the head of the Yeshiva. David gives the top shears the king of Israel, but he also gives the top shear of the Yeshiva. And David is teaching, so now they ask David. So David, as a king, he sits on the throne, but when he teaches, he sits on the ground. <inaudible> David sits on the ground. <inaudible> so they tell David, <inaudible> sit on blankets, pillows, your teacher sat on a respectful seat. Forget that you're the king, but you're a teacher of Torah, sit on a mentor of the seat. he wouldn't accept it. David insisted that when he teaches Torah, he sits on the ground. Rashi says would teach David on and David would teach, he would be on the ground. Then to Rav uh, says, Hashem says to David, because you humbled yourself, that you were so humble that even though you're the king of Israel, you're a most powerful king in the world. But when you teach Torah, you sit on the ground. You'll be like me. You'll be like Hashem. Shani Gezer if Hashem makes a decree. Vatam and you can cancel it. So Hashem puts David in charge. That anything David requests happens automatically. And then he says David is called Raisha Hashalishim. Why is David called Raisha Hashalishim? And again. The simple prat of the Tanakh is that these are various warriors. But the, the in Mayut Khatan is learning that it's all talking about David, that he becomes the He becomes ahead of the three of us. We know every day we say Avram, But when it comes in Aylam Haba, Haba. In Olam Haba, David walks in front of Avraham Yitzhak and Yaakov because of David's amazing teshuvah and amazing humility. Now we have, he is also called Adine Ho'atzni. When David is sitting and learning Torah, he make himself small, like a worm. Rashi says, he would bend his hands and feet together, sit on the ground, the humility when he learned Torah, but the same David, when he learns Torah, he's humble sitting on the ground. But, When David went out to war, in war, when it came defense of the Jewish people, he's hard like a rock. And then we go on that he's on eight hundred dead bodies in one time. David himself would shoot an arrow with one arrow, he would kill eight hundred people. And David was very upset. How come I only got 800 people? It says in the passage, it says, if you're a tzaddik, and you do what Hashem wants? One warrior, one Jewish warrior will chase a thousand goyim. And David says, how come I can change only 800? Hashem says, if you're a tzaddik, you're going to be able to chase a thousand. And I only the most I ever got was 800. I never shot an arrow and killed more than 800. Why am I not getting a fella So a came out and said, you want to know why? Because of Uriah Hachiti. The story with Uriah, with if you didn't have that story, you would get a thousand in one go. Because you had that story, you only get 800. Now there's Tehillim chapter 18. Which begins about David says this Shira hasayis the day that Hashem saves him from his enemies from the hand of Shaul and he says Ercom Hashem I want to go through the first few psukim and see what it means. He says over here this is from Medrash Talmud Hashem So he first says the Medrash Talmud which is also known as Medrash Shai Chartoy says Ercom Hashem David says Rachmi Yosach I love you God as it says V'yohafdas Hashem elikecha. You should love Hashem, your God, and it says, Uterachim. So, erchomcha Hashem means, "I love you, Hashem." Another shot is, "I call you Rachum I call you the merciful one. And a third pshat, erchomcha, that I make you have mercy on other creations. A fourth shot of erchomcha, I make that people should love you. So we had so far four meanings. It says in Tehillim 18. Ches Erchomcha Hashem Qiski. So first of all, Erchomcha is Miloshin Ahava. I love you very much, God. Second is, I call you the merciful one from the word Rakum. Third is, I make creations love you. Um, and then he says, and one second, we skipped one and uh, start trying that one more time because I'm just going to make this indifferent. Number one is that um I love you, Hashem. Number two, I call you merciful. Number one, I make you should have mercy on, on the whole of creations, and number four, I make that you should be loved, that all the people should love you. Now, shlokish says David says something gives all these four explanations. Hashem says, chiski strengthen David David for these four things that you've said. Then, David, as he sings to Hashem, the first thing David says is Hashem salayum tsudasi. Hashem is my rock, my net. It saves me from trouble. And with the tsudasi, the trap with which I used to trap Rishoyim. Now, how come when David praises Hashem, the first praise he gives is the selah? David had the most amazing miracle of his life with a selah, with a rock. As there's a story that it says by David Nechvas. And this is the last thing I want to go through in tonight's shir. the amazing experience David had with a rock. And that's why both in Tehillim, Yud Ches and in Shmuel Base Chav Gimel, he begins the Shira, Hashem, Salim, Hashem is my rock. He begins with a rock. So first, we're going to read a few psukim in Shmuel. Shmuel Base Padak Chav Gimel, Pasuk Chavov. Shol was going on one side of the mountain, David and his men on the other side of the mountain. David is rushing because Shaul and his people are coming, and Shaul and his men ate him. They were getting all around David and his people. They were eating like a go around and around. They were surrounding David, and David and his men are all surrounded, and they're about to be captured. It looks like it's all over. David and his men, six hundred men, are going to be captured. Just then, a malach, or either a messenger or an angel, comes to Shaul and say, "Rush, because the Philistim attacked, and Shaul stopped chasing after David. He went to the Philistim." And that's why the place is called selah Khlikas. So the Gemara and correction, Medrisilim. When David sees himself mit he sees he's in the hands of Shaul. Shaul has surrounded him and his men, and they're about to lose. It's finished. So David says, Alchina Moshe Shmuel. Shmuel anointed me. I got a few minutes to go. I'm about to be killed. They've surrounded me and I'm up to surrender. Where is the promise that Hashem promised me? And this is what he says in And We say it in Hallow. We said it. We didn't say it today. We skipped a hafti today. We say it when we say a whole Hallow. Ani marty b'chavzi. In a difficult time, I said, kol adam Every man is a liar. And he said, and Shmuel Hanavi promised me I'd be the king, and it's a lie. I'm going to be killed any minute. Hashem says, you're calling Shmuel k'izev? Shmuel said you're going to be the king and you're saying Shmuel's a liar. May I testify that Shmuel is nemun, As it says, all the Jewish people know Shmuel is nemun. Now, Shaul and his men have surrounded David and they're about to get David and his men. Immediately a malef comes to Shaul. So Rebbe, Rebbe Hudanos, he says it's a malef from heaven. As it says, yishmach mi, yishmach mi He sent from heaven to save me. Rebbe says this was a, sushliy, a messenger. So Pinchas says, if it's a messenger, then why is he giving advice? Because he should just say the plishtim attacked, but he's giving advice. He says, rush. Why is he giving advice? It's a mala who says, rush and deal with the plishtim to get him away from David. And that's why they called the place Selah Why is it called Selah Because there was a dispute. There was an argument between the gibbidim of Shaul about David. There was a big question. We have the plishtim attack and we're minutes away from capturing David. Some of Shaul's men were saying, "We have Ben Yishai David in our hands. Let's not move away. Let's first get David, and we'll deal with the revolution from Plishtim in a few minutes later." And others say, "What do you mean you can't deal with David? Our first responsibility is to defend the Jewish people. Ben Yishai will get any time." And Lazar says that it was on a big mountain, a rocky mountain, and both sides and Shaul and his were on one side, David and his men on the other side, and that's and. It, they were surrounding, and Do- Shaul and his men are about to get David and his men. And this is what David says: "We say it into him Kuf Mem dahud. Those who David Ashkenaz say this when they give a bracha for the king. Hanoi saying to Shaul Lamelachim, which is these are David with Shaul. Shaul was saved from Shviches David because Shaul was about to kill David, and David was saved from of Shaul from the sword of Shaul, as it says by Shami Piyim. And we say uh, um, actually again." Uh, many people say this in the bracha for the government. Hapait says, David, avdei uh, which is that Hashem saved David from a l'shol. David was saved from a bad sword because David could have easily killed Shoal on a number of occasions, as it says. David says, Mi shalach Hashem, who could stretch out his hand on the anointed of Hashem and be clean? Another trap, why it called Salamachlaikas? David and his men are passing that spot. And suddenly a miracle happened that the rock split, the mountain split, and David and his 600 people were on one side of the mountain, and Shaul on the other side. And at that moment, they go down from their mountains and they bow down and they say, Baruch Sha'asali neis bamokeh And whenever they would come to that spot, some of Shol's men would, some of David's men would make a bracha, some wouldn't, because there were those who were with him at that moment, those who weren't. And that's why it's called Selah one more bit of Medesh Tillam, and then we're stopping. He says, And in this capital Tillam, there are 10 different words that David uses thanking Hashem. And the reason why we use these 10 words, because Hashem saved David from, there were 10 major enemies who were out to kill David. And they were Next week we'll have the thing on the trials and tribulations of David HaMelech will go through each of these ten. That's on Shavuos night. We'll go through each of these ten and see how each of these ten threatened David, Uh, Goliath and his three uh, brothers. As it says, all four of these were to Haropa Goliath, his three brothers are Yishpi Benoiv, Saf and Ishmodin. And then there are five, those are the five, there are five Jews and five Goyim. So again, the five Jews are the five goyim are Shoivach and Goliath and his three brothers. And because of this, David gives eight, ten levels of praise in Telem Yuzhes, which are those are for the ten enemies that he won battles. And Rebbe says, because he praised David with ten different praises, because David praises Hashem with ten different praises. For the ten enemies that Hashem gave him victory, therefore, we have we have haluka, the halukah, the last halukah, haluka We have the word halukah ten times for the ten enemies from which Hashem saved David. Okay.